Hey, this is Chris Rager, and you're listening to the FSF Popcast. The show that convinced Emperor Palpatine to make cookies to lure people to the dark side. Why did he start adding raisins? Because he's a jerk. Our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. And just imagine the comfort you'll give Redshirt Crewman number 97. He'll know that when he puts on the red shirt and joins Goku in finding the Dragon Balls, that he didn't leave his family destitute and without hope because the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund has his back and what's left of his wish list. And now, a word from our show sponsor, Level Up Sabres. Their link can be found in the show notes. guest today is a longtime voice actor that you may know from many anime classic roles such as Cementos from My Hero Academia, King Yemma, and Mr. Satan from Dragon Ball Z, Arlong from One Piece, and I would go on, but I would run out of breath. His IMDb list is amazingly long and impressive. You guys need to check it out. We are very excited to welcome Chris Rager to the FSF Popcast. Welcome to the show, Chris. Well, well thank you. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, excellent. So we've got a few serious questions, a few silly questions, and all the fun stuff along the way. But we thought what we would do is get started by talking about how you got started into voice acting. Because according to IMDb, your first work was in 1988 on Dragon Ball. But we all know that IMDb can be inaccurate. So this is why we bring it up this way. So we would like to know what actually your first gig was and how you got into being a voice actor. Well, in 1988, I was 15 and living in Japan, and I got to be on Dragon Ball. No, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not sure about their dates, but I know my dates, and that was 1999. And my first off. ever, my first ever Dragon, uh, first, first ever voice acting role was Mr. Satan in Dragon Ball Z. So they are right about that, I guess. Previous to that, uh, you know, I was an actor living here in the Dallas area, performing in an improv comedy troupe, which... Uh, consisted of other uh, well-known Dragon Ball Z uh, voice actors, uh, Mike McFarland, who plays Master Roshi, and uh, my very good friend, best friend, in fact, Josh Martin, who plays none other, none other than Majin Buu. So in real life, me and Majin Buu are best friends. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, that's uh, kind of where I came from. I came from the world of uh, improv. I'd been to acting school, so I had you know, uh, conventional acting training from film to theater to stage, uh, theater and stage, same thing, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, voiceover, I've died, you know, trained to, to be an actor. Along the way, we couldn't get agents, so we uh, decided we were going to figure out a way to make an impression on people, and we did that through our comedy show and ended up kind of growing its popularity and growing our uh, radar on the map. You know, more people took notice, and eventually we started getting some work here and there you know i mean mike came in one day to a comedy show that we were doing and was like hey man i just booked this part out in fort worth man you guys should go audition they need voices for cartoons and i kind of perked up like cartoon voices that that sounds fun i want to be a cartoon voice and i thought 
I was like, Mike, they gave you a job. And I was like, if they gave Mike a job, they'll give me a job. So, uh, so spoken like a true friend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I thought Mike was talented, but he wasn't any more talented than me. So I was, you know, like <laughs> I can, I can do that too. So, so I did get an audition. Thank you to Mike. I don't remember. I auditioned probably for a few other characters. I have no idea who those were, but uh, I do remember Hercule or Mr. Satan. And I remember the picture they had, he was sort of in his uh, the victory pose, you know, he had his V fingers out, he had a championship belt, he had, a, he had his mouth open, you know, he had the, the, the mustache and the hair. And honestly, the only thing I could, my very first like snap reaction was Hulk Hogan. And uh, that's kind of where I started. That's a cool story. And thank you, Mike, for helping him out. Yeah, right, yeah. Still, still a, a good friend today. And, cast me and things here and there. And actually, I wanted to add one more credit to that list. Uh, I uh, Arlong and Blackbeard, but I'm also now the current uh, Blackbeard team. So if you're a One Piece fan, you know who Blackbeard is. And okay. I'm now I am now his voice actor. The previous voice actor, Cole Brown, he had passed away about three, three or so years, three years ago or so. Yeah, my daughter's huge into anime stuff. She's a massive fan of My Hero Academia. So she's really excited Very that, cool. you know, ta- I was talking to somebody from My Hero and she just started watching One Piece. Oh, cool. Uh, well, she's, so, so in her 20s, when she's done right. watching One Piece, <laughs> <laughs> she, she will have seen me, hopefully. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, she's a binge watcher. She might get it. She might get there a little sooner. Ma'am, so. And she will have... Now. She will have notebook, notebook upon notebook upon of notebook. notes of, of the notes. show. Is that like for the show? Like, yes. hey guys, oh, yeah. you know, uh, these are some I things mean, y'all can improve on. Her <laughs> and I have a ton of these. We carry notebooks about all uh-huh. these different things, and we make lists and all this kind of stuff. But uh, what Fantastic. I do is here, and what she does is way up here as far as list level. So. Well, that, she, isn't that what we want for our children to go beyond, go past? Oh yeah, us, right? exactly. Something better than what I can do. Exactly. She was she was walking me through the notebook on I don't even remember what show we were talking about, and she had this notebook, and it was like her episode by episode breakdown of the show, and where she thought character arcs were going versus where they actually went, and I'm like, wow, you, you know some of those, you know some of those walls in, in uh, like murder shows when you walk in and they got the string lining to everything. Sure. That's what her notebooks look like. She's got this yeah. line going down to here, this line mm-hmm. going down to there. Yeah. Okay. She's pretty right. impressive. That, that is impressive. It's not pretty impressive. It's impressive. She's a cool kid. She is the ultimate anime fan. I would be on the polar opposite of that spectrum. I have watched maybe one episode of anime ever in my life. Ever? Um, wow. Ever. Like, I was at a friend's house, and they're like, you should try this show. And that was the last time that ever happened. What was that show? piece oh it was like the first episode yeah that's some like that's some old kind of bad animation it was like the first episode of one piece and i'm like "Mm, no i I can't get into this i think we've been cartoons are prettier now so let's watch those our guest leaves in five four (laughs) three (laughs) well no so for those of us who are not yet anime fans what would you suggest as a jumping on point to the genre? And of course, plugging your own work is a completely acceptable opinion. Right on. Well, um, I've noticed that uh, Dragon Ball Z actually 
makes a distinction, you know, because not all anime fans are Dragon Ball fans, and not all Dragon Ball fans are anime fans. Like that, so I, I meet a lot of people like that's the only show I watch. I don't really watch other anime. I watch Dragon Ball. You know, it influenced me this way or that way, or helped me along at this point in my life, and or the other, or or made me to work out, and now I'm the uh, the beast muscular freak you see before you here now. I mean that, you know. There are people with some amazing stories about how Dragon Ball has affected their life. And and like I said, not necessarily anime fans. So I would say Dragon Ball because it does have, well, I think, uh, a lot of themes in the show, uh, especially surrounded about family, which I think are fun and interesting. And mm-hmm. people can, uh, you know, can register with people on, on, on many levels, you know. And uh, Goku's... A dad but he's a horrible dad and who's this other guy come in and kind of makes the dad takes the dad role and you know there's just all these you know fun interesting characters along the way that uh i think um most anyone will relate to one or the other and you know they may not you know, like the animation style of anime i've even heard that too i don't like that style the way it looks or something too so. and i think that that is typically what stops me with it is that i'm not a huge fan of the animation style because there was even there've been other shows that were that similar drawing style that I right. could not watch. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm I mean, definitely I, I willing to try too. Dragon Ball. Like I'm, I'm a big nerd, you know, and one of the things nerds like, and when it comes to animation is a show uh, called Ren and Stimpy. I've even, mm-hmm. I, even, you know, I know Billy West, you know, <laughs> and uh, I hate that show. I can't stand it. I don't want to watch it. It's, ugly and grotesque and weird to me <laughs> right and i, I don't it. like to watch it you know and I, and I i i like the comedy surrounded by the show i just don't like the way it looks it's not my thing he's so, on I, my shirt no, right. <laughs> no it's <funny. laughs> well billy told me told me one day he's you no know, he's like i can't remember the other guy's name when they when it was two of them and he was like, you know, he left one day. He said he didn't want to do the show. And they're like, oh, we're gonna have to find another guy. And he's like, well, I can do the guy, other guy's voice. And he's like, he does it. We're like, great, you do both. And so <laughs> then he was running Stimpy. So oh goodness, see, there was even the. And Tim's gonna laugh at me. There was the Star Wars visions, anime. Yes. I could not do that. Oh, I freaking love. Could love not those. do visions. I, okay, so I loved Star Wars. I'm not a huge anime fan. My daughter's been trying to gateway drug me into it with a couple of different <laughs> shows. Uh, Avatar, Last Airbender. Uh, she wanted me to watch that one with her. Oh, goodness, what was the other? I can't remember the name of the other one right now. But but we sat down and we watched Visions together. And there was only like, I think out of the nine episodes, I think there was only two that I really didn't enjoy. But the first one, the ep- that first episode, that I can't remember what that was called. I have to look it up, but... But that one was yeah, there, very I agree. There, were, there were a couple of those I was like, eh. and then there were a couple that I thought were really like, and then honestly, I thought the rest were just kind of okay. There were two that were really good, a couple that I yeah. just didn't care for, and the rest were like, no, eh, they're okay. Yeah, the whatever episode one was, I'd have to look that up, but episode one of Star Wars Visions. The duel? Yeah, it's um, it was all done in black and white, except for the red oh, sabers. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, that was cool. That one was <laughs> that, that very was cool. impressive. Um, and so for me, not being a huge anime fan, uh, coming into that, that's where I watched that. And I was like, okay, I could get into this. And from what I understand, there, there's been a book written about it. There's uh, Visions up, uh, season two is coming. And there's going to be a, 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 another part to that story in season two. So I'm looking forward to that. I even 
even struggle with like the Clone Wars animation and Bad Batch animation and like that do, gets to I, me after a while I do, too. I did too. I do too. Hold on, I gotta I, find I the, like the, the boot buttons. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like them. I I've got to. No, I like I like the show. I like I, them. I like the stories as well, but the look is not my favorite. It's one of those that it's almost I almost just listen to it instead of watch it. <laughs> like I'll look up because I'm like, oh well, this sounds like it's. Like it's a radio like it's important. Play. I'm gonna watch this. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, of the anime, of the anime style things that I've watched, I think Legends of Vox Machina was probably the closest. But that's like it's sort of anime, but it's also sort of 90s like Batman gargoyles type animation, too. It, it reminded me in the beginning, and it was not really anything like that show, but in the beginning, I, it made me had feelings of the uh well, there was an 80s cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon called Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. About this group of kids who got sucked through a roller coaster and then ended up in a mm-hmm. fantasy world. And I thought, oh, I, I loved that show when I was a kid. So, And I think that was part of what their plan was, was that they they pulled off of the, the nostalgic aspect of the cartoons yeah. because they were making this animation, this cartoon for adults. They were going with the, this is what the cartoon looked like when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. And you know, they've got like a, I remember watching their um, their sneak peek trailer mm-hmm. on YouTube and their behind the scenes stuff and introducing the other voice actors that were joining them for the show. I just get angry at Travis Willingham because I'm like, man, that that's my voice. <laughs> I could, I want to do that guy. If that's in my voice range. And who the hell are you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Grog strong jaw is something else. So you mentioned you mentioned that Dragon Ball was kind of a, a a a thing that was close to your heart kind of thing. And sure. We all have something that is close to our heart. But do you have another project or something a little less known that you still hold close to your heart that needs a little more love? There was a moment uh, where we were doing a show called The Rage of Bahamut, and I was a, a former a former knight, disgraced knight turned bodyguard, chasing another bodyguard, and uh, had a lot of a lot of great themes of gods and demons and things. And the animation was really cool, and the story was really fun about you know kind of unraveling the story of these two guys and unlearning their history, and then. I thought, oh man, cool. Season two, maybe it'll pick up and we'll really get people watching this. And then Amazon bought it. And so we didn't get to dub season two. Oh. So that was one project. So if you ever see season one, Rage of Bahamut, I really enjoyed that. The animation is really good, really cool. And it's a really fun story. And it's uh, myself and Ian Sinclair uh, are the leads in that show. And it's a super fun show. The right now, one I'm working on would be uh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime. It's an anime. It's a, I think they call it an isekai, which is a, someone dies in real life and they're reborn in a fantasy world. And uh, this time this guy was reincarnated as a slime. And he begins to uh, gain these powers and knowledge and being able to transform himself and manipulate the world around him. He meets me, Veldora, the storm dragon, who is imprisoned in a, in a spell called Unlimited Imprisonment. That's the name of the spell. And he gets to go along with uh, the slime named Rimaru, 
he kind of gets to live inside this slime until they figure out how to break the spell. And then at some point the spell does break and I come out and I'm a human. And uh, I have uh, an obsession with what he calls the sacred texts, uh, which are really just uh, manga. And uh, so, you know, a lot of a lot of fish out of water fun stuff for him. And then the one and a big big time fantasy world of all kinds of creatures and stuff, which is super fun. So it's uh it's gaining some popularity. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I I recommend it. It's a fun little show. Okay, excellent. On a side note, I just remembered my the other show. My daughter told me that I needed to watch or wanted tried to get me to watch with her. It was called Haiku. Uh, it's Haiku. about all the kids. Haiku is about the volleyball playing team. Mm-hmm. and yeah. i i just couldn't get that one anyway i just that just pop, that's how my brain works sorry well, you know, just the, sport, random sports anime is anime will make a you know an anime just based around the sport you know and uh, <laughs> i'm in, i'm in a show uh, uh i can't remember the name of the show so bad on me but uh it's a badminton show it's all about badminton okay. very badminton's very popular in japan and uh, all I ever do is say one word. And it's just this other guy's name. When he starts getting out of line a little bit, I'm just like, yeah, you know, Yusuke. And that's all I ever say. One, hey. one word. And they pay me for it. It's nice. <laughs> it's not a bad gig if you can get it. There you right. go. All right. So, Chris, we've talked to uh, many voice actors over the course of our show. And, and uh, uh-huh. a good handful of them have done work in other anime shows sure. uh, but they've all highlighted the pluses and minuses that they've encountered working in or around anime now in your experience over the years what has been your biggest challenge that you've had to face while working in anime but what has been your biggest we'll say plus or the biggest thing that you've gained from it the challenge more uh run revolves around the, being in the actor the actor themselves and letting letting other directors know that Hey, I'm not I'm not just a loud, obnoxious guy all the time. I can actually play calmer, cooler roles, and and I would like for you know to be considered for that. So you know, sort of this juggling act of of trying to stay relevant in in that world, and and uh, with uh, an ever changing uh, directors and and whatnot through through the through those times sort of letting them know who you are and what you're capable of and please don't stereotype me as a big loud i like me i'm a big loud obnoxious guy but <laughs> i can also perform as yeah. not that, you know so. right well that's the joy of being an actor you get to do other roles right exactly exactly you should take acting classes tim <laughs> i so teach in workshops I, I'm in, are you uh, saying i'm a big loud obnoxious guy <laughs> yes yes i am <laughs> okay then <laughs> so okay so that's that's the one of the challenges but what's one of been one of the biggest takeaways for you the best things about working in anime i guess now that dragon ball z is what it is and going getting to go to conventions you know all across the country even the world you know england and other places english-speaking world uh that uh you know you just you meet so many people who's who were affected by the show you know it never gets old to have people tell you like you were a part of my childhood i grew up watching you you know this moment happened in my life and dragon ball got me through it you know and uh and so that that's been the rewarding part of it is that you you go amongst the masses and you find out that they were really affected by this show you were doing and and, and still are and uh, it's coming back in 2023. At least that's the word. Who knows? We'll see. But hey. and uh, 
So just to know that that you were in a in a in a show or other shows that affected people in their lives, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's from cool. the young yeah. from the young and old, you know, like parents telling me, I you know, but after school every day he would run home and see Dragon Ball, and that was his thing. And I would eventually I realized if I wanted to spend time with my son, I'd have to watch Dragon Ball with him. And I became a fan eventually, you know, that's so why I hear stories oh, like that's that. Cool. That's you know? cool. Or vice versa. I brought my son and I made him watch Dragon Ball Z <laughs> and now we're fans together, you know. So it's generational almost. It's been around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I remember that's Dragon cool. Ball Z being on after school, but it was not in my after school lineup for some reason. <laughs> right. I don't know why. I don't remember what I was watching instead, but. Well, look at all the time you have now. You have a child you can introduce to it. I do so. have a child I can introduce to Dragon Ball Z. That'll be. Yeah. I mean, after, after school TV was, you know, I grew up in the in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s. It was all about Saturday mornings back then. Right. After, after school was one thing, but Saturday morning was clear out of my way. I get the TV, <laughs> you know, and uh, watch yeah. your Saturday morning cartoon. And they were, it was on every station, you know, so you had to pick and choose. You had to be really. You know, delegate with your sister, whoever else was there, about what y'all were going to watch. And, right. This show's on it. this channel at this time. That show's on that channel at that right. time. And, you know, we can go back and forth between this one when there's commercial break, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That might have been tra- part of my trouble, too, is that my brothers got home before I did. Yeah. And I'm like, we're not, this is like pre, pre or as VCRs are becoming a thing. So it wasn't like we could record really any of this stuff. Right. Understood how to do that or, had purchased a VCR at any moment but right. at that time. Pre DVR moments. Yeah. DVRs are nice. I, I, yeah. I remember that. even better. I remember that time with sure. having the cable box on top, but it wasn't like the cable boxes you see now. It was one with like the the channel numbers on. You had to push the button on top and you know switch it for which row was you know yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, back in the day, I remembered when discovering the UHF side of the VHF and then finding between channels and sometimes you know you bust into the cable you know right i just like to point out this conversation is making my knees hurt uh <laughs> you're saying right. things that well, i don't remember reminding, I don't know. Me how, reminding me how old i i am with the top loading vcrs and you know all that kind of cable stuff. box with the channel no- what yeah yeah there was yeah. there was there was channel box there were cable boxes there but yay big and they had buttons you'd go up and you'd have to push the buttons on top of it to select your channel and it was only like a certain number of uh, of numbers on the box and then there was a dial on the side that you'd go down and that you know so this one it would affected it made it like uh, channels one through 20 but if you took it down then it was 20 through 40 and then you take it down again it was 40 through 60 or you know whatever yeah, yeah. i'm old just go with it that's insane well, i did not know was, that was a thing it was hard times guys hard times you know i mean we also didn't actually watching tv was so difficult I used to have to put my, you know, back in those days when you got a, you know, your Nintendo, you had to like put it on channel three to just to play video games and hit the button on the back of, you know. Right. You I, I mean, I remember having to switch to the three. other channel for the video games, but weird. You're welcome. There's your trip down memory lane. This is what <laughs> TVs had knobs, man. <laughs> knobs. So growing up, the TV that my sister and I had, we had a TV in our bedroom, which was amazing that we got a tv in our bedroom but it had the pull knob to turn it on and my sister and i had this system her bed was closer to the tv 
we were allowed to watch the first episode of Diagnosis Murder that was on on Friday nights because it started at nine and it got over at 10. We were not supposed to watch the one that started at 10. We were supposed to be asleep. So my sister had a yardstick at the side of her bed and a metal coat hanger to pull the TV knob to turn it on and the yardstick to shove the TV knob to turn it off when she heard dad coming up the stairs. We thought we got away with it. We totally didn't. (laughs) We totally didn't get away with it. Dad knew about it. He just didn't care. But it was right. You were in your bedroom and being quiet all he was just just happy. He was just happy y'all were being creative. Yes. Yes. That you had engineered something that maybe one day y'all would be these great engineers. Who knows? I don't know. And here I sit. (laughs) Beat me to it. All right. (laughs) See, if I make the jokes, they don't hurt. But that's that's why I do it. I beat people to the jokes so they can't make fun of me. Oh, anyway, Chris, looking through your IMDb, you've got roles listed for the years of 2020, 2021, and 2022, which are... Years when a lot of people had to build recording booths at home and learn how to manage all of the technology on top of being the talented actors that you guys all are. So did you already have a home set up? Or I, d- you... I don't. I, I you don't. I rent this town home, so I can't really like oh. build in something in my closet, you know? True. So I makeshifted one for sure, but I did not build one. I'm not I'm not a home studio guy i always figured that i would always have a place to go and, and i mm-hmm. kind of did in some in some regards but i'm in the uh the tiny tina wonderlands video game as mr torg that entire game was recorded in my closet and uh, i would even have to ask my neighbors like hey because mr torg i don't know if you if you listen to any mr torg but he is very loud it's all about explosions he literally screams every single line he says <laughs> And I would have to ask my neighbors, like, hey, y'all are, aren't y'all hearing that? Because I'm screaming my head off in my closet. Like, no, no. I'm like, hey, man. No, that's good. I, I built a pretty good room then. If uh, I did my that. job. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, so, yeah, that was a, it was a challenge. Uh, it wasn't fun. I didn't like it. I was like, look, there's a separation here. There are engineers and there are actors. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're asking the actor to become an engineer, you know, I've seen plenty of engineers try to be actors, and that didn't always work out so well either. But I figured that, you know, let's keep these same things separate. There there will be engineers, and there will be actors, and you bring the two together, and you got something really good. But you start trying to make one or the other or the other, it's suspect in my opinion. So did you end up buying, like, soundproofing panels off of Amazon? And No, I mean, I just use things in my house. Oh, that's and, even cooler. Yeah, uh, I, I really did. I mean, just pillows and blankets and things and, you know, prop them pr- properly shoved in the right places of the corners of my closet. And uh, it worked out. It worked that out. That is some massive MacGyvering. That's... Yeah. I even had, like, drape stuff over the door because you didn't want... Because there was always a little reverberate, re- mm-hmm. reverber- reverberation off the door, so you had to make sure the mm-hmm. door... And of course, you know, doors close because they're flush up against the, the the panel of the door. And so that was always a closing the door was always a little a little bit of a trick or opening it or reopening it because you had like a blanket over the dang thing. I was uh I was looking at I don't know if you know who Julie Dolan is, but she's a she's a voice actress and and she's done a lot of different stuff over the years. But one of the roles that she's most known for is being Princess Leia in Star Wars Rebels. 
And uh, she had she had shared a post about how she had to do one on the road uh, of an audition. And so she what she did is she took one of the hotel chairs, flipped it upside down, crawled in underneath it and used the pillows to to help her lock in the sound all around it. And as she huddled in underneath this chair with her with her laptop and her little clip on uh, travel mic on the front of the laptop so that she could do it. That, the, that is a great story. And believe me, uh, I never really had to fully make shift. I mean, I've definitely been like in a hotel room recording an audition uh, before right. like, under, under some covers and stuff. I, the chair was a smarter idea than I came up with. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there are definite, uh, there are definite uh, stories from a lot of different voice actors about auditions and hotel rooms while they're on the road and stuff so uh, yeah that's awesome yeah you just gotta kind of find a way gotta, gotta try to make that money become bear grills adapt improvise overcome. right exactly exactly i was going jurassic park with breaking her. off chair legs and exactly so earlier you mentioned your best friends with boo yes and, and so there are some characters that we get to know so well that we're like i wish they were real so which fictional character would you be most excited to meet in real life? I mean, I, I'm a really big Darth Vader fan, but I do not want that son of a guy, son of a gun walking through my door. <laughs> no, thank uh, you. I, I do not want that. I would love, I'd love to meet baby Grogu. As if he was real life, that would be a trip. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Even Yoda himself would be cool. I don't know, man. I feel like I could fill a room of people. But I'd like to meet, right? But, uh, right. I'm trying to think of good ones that would be the Han Solo. Solo. Han oh yes, Solo. please. I would yes, love please. to. You know, I'd love to meet you with Han Solo. You okay over there, Tim? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we're good. Uh, Tim Chewbacca. is a huge. These are, Han Solo. these are a lot of Star Wars fans, so yeah, so a lot of Chewbacca. I want to meet Obi Wan just to have him say hello there one time to me in person. I would giggle till the sun came up. Just, <laughs> <laughs> he said hello there hi that's totally how you reacted in the that during the episode too isn't it <laughs> no shut up nobody asked you <laughs> all right <laughs> sorry i i know i did and yes i giggled when he the said hello similarities there. between us tim i figured you probably did too still not the point all right so chris also noticed that the majority of your roles uh, either by obnoxious guys. No. Well, no, actually, <laughs> uh, either by designer default or either in anime or anime-related video games. But outside of anime, is there a project that you would love to have added to your resume? You know, just something you want to throw out in the universe, see if it happens. I'm, I'm not sure who the voice actor was who played Vader in the animation, the Clone Wars stuff. Like at the very end, with the did he say anything at the very end with the whole Oshaka thing where she? Uh, in in uh, Rebels, it is it is James Earl Jones. It is James. Okay. Well, I don't ever wish for James Earl Jones to leave this earth. Mm-mm. I do not right. want that to ever happen. Clearly. But I think we all know at some point it will happen. And uh, I'd love to take a crack at that Darth Vader. I'd, I would, you know, I'd love to be Darth Vader, the voice of Darth Vader. That would be that would be that so- would be a dream. If you want to give it a go, I'll say you want to give it a go. I, give it a go. I, I have no, I have done no warm ups at all. That's a, fine. Uh, I need the plans to the rebel base. Right, oh. and you put that. That's pretty good. And you put it through the the effects. That'll right, right. Just add the with effects. no vocal warm up. Nothing. That's yeah. That's pretty good. So I'm trying to think yeah. of one. Uh, what does he What did he say in that Rogue One? 
what do you say? Don't, don't, don't choke on your aspirations. Don't choke, yeah, yeah, don't choke don't on your aspirations. Choke on your aspirations. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, because it's with James Earl Jones. It's the pacing and and the emphasis right. that he puts on on certain words and right. You know, so if you ever watch this James Earl Jones, you know, you he has a very big mouth. Yes, right? and he and when he talks, you can see him talking. He right? enunciates so you, clearly. With so you really mouth. got to imagine, <laughs> really enunciate. Yeah. So that's the key. Is you, you've got to have that sound that he's creating with his mouth. Mm -hmm. so very good job that, though. that's, that's, that's where i go <laughs> that's awesome so on the note of anime being a job voice acting being a career option for people mm -hmm. what advice would you give to somebody who's expressed an interest in getting into voice acting for anime specifically you're going to need to do other things if you want to make a living because that anime pays the least so if you want to be a voice actor and get to work in anime and video games and things like that, you're also going to need to uh, work in commercials and other things of that nature. So fun stuff is the anime, it's the video games, the stuff that pays your, you know, your mortgage and your, your car loan and things like that, that that's going to be commercial. Those are going to pay 10 times as much as anime does. Don't just pitching your whole pigeonhole yourself into a, a little anime world because you know hourly the hourly is good if you were to say hey man i make this hourly hey man that's great you know but yeah, i don't work 40 hours a week i don't get to i don't voice act for 40 hours a week or my voice would be shot <laughs> you know right. i wouldn't have a voice at the end of the week and i wouldn't be able to continue to do that for years at a time so i i always i teach some workshops and i always let people know that look, this is the the fun part, the anime, the video games. But you need to be multifaceted in this world of acting, even live action stuff. You know, some people are like, well, I only want to do voice stuff. Well, you got to maybe consider that, you know, maybe you're a weird looking dude, and and you'd be great for television and film. You know, what I mean, how many weird looking dudes do you see in television and film? Right, be surprised. Yeah. You know, you don't need to be some some glorious person you just have to be an interesting looking person mm -hmm. if you've got any kind of acting chops there's a world out there for you look at all the the scars guards i love interesting i love steve buscemi but yeah. he's exactly. not he, he's not winning yeah. a, GQ, a gq in it you know not that no. i'm you know not that i am either but you know what i'm right, trying to say he's, but, but he's a really good actor you know he's fun yeah. he's interesting to listen to, mm -hmm. interesting to but watch. he's not going to be people magazine sexiest man alive right. so you know that's what i was getting at there you go exactly <laughs> he's not he's not beating brad pitt for that you know but so it does, you know it, it takes all kinds so don't don't count yourself out if you unless you can't act or don't have any acting jobs right then uh, you know i would say there's plenty of plenty of opportunity out there in the, out there in the world to learn those things and so go Go cool. learn them. All right. Awesome advice. Thank you. So we have a Facebook group and it is yeah. filled with memes. It's a 200,000 plus members and it is just meme after meme after meme. Tons of memes. So which two of your characters that you have played would you like to see come together and to either cause chaos or to save the day? I think uh, like popular character Mr. Tor I play in Borderlands, he would be He'd probably be for the destruction. It's all about explosions for him. He likes the things to blow up. And if it's not blowing up, he just doesn't really have time for it. 
but I'm trying to think who would I bring him together with? I don't know, maybe that character Beldora, the Storm Dragon. He likes a little bit of destruction as well. I think the, those two would uh, find interesting ways to, uh, to bring things to their demise or, or just enjoying what, sitting back and, and watching it uh, to be destroyed in some capacity. I'm not sure I play a whole lot of characters who were who would uh, band together for the betterment of, of the world. <laughs> uh, I mean, Mr. Satan, Mr. Satan is sort of a presence in that world that keeps the masses calm because they look to him for advice. And he's like, hey, man, it's just all light shows and tricks here and everything's cool. But in reality, he's freaking out in the corner, like, oh, we're all going to die. These people can fly and shoot laser beams <laughs> out of their hands. And uh, that's not good. But um, that, I don't know if he has it in him to not be, not make sure his self-interest with the public is, is more important, you know? Sure. Uh, so, so yeah, those two guys for the demise and destruction of the world, who I would go with. Excellent. All right. Excellent. All right. So Chris, we're at a stage in our, our interview here where we like to take our guests through a little bit of a quiz. And so this quiz is all about Dragon Ball Z and it's called the Mark of the Dragon. That's right. All right. So it's four questions. All questions are multiple choice. And if you get three of the four questions, correct, we want to send you this here book called custodians of the cosmos. It's written about uh, a young man who wanted to join something quite like Starfleet, but not Starfleet for litigious reasons. Uh, (laughs) But after he washed out, he rejoined as a custodian to boldly clean up after those who had boldly just went. That sounds super fun. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It's a good time. Uh, However, if you get good things, there must also be bad things. So if you get Mm. two or less questions, correct. We take a picture of you. We make a meme out of you, and we t- and we put it into our two hundred four thousand member Facebook group. Okay, all right, all right. and we I'm... call it our fun sequence. Fun sequence, okay, sure. Thank That's you for right. using the word. I Makes knew me you sad were... when you don't use the word. I knew you were waiting, so I made sure I got it in there. <laughs> it's just fun to say fun sequence. It is. That's a good, good uh, little mashup there. There you go. All right. So, like I said, four questions. They're all multiple choice. Take it away, Nick. Question one. What's Mr. Satan's real name? Mark. <laughs> that is correct. Right. Correct. Number one. All right. Number is that two. why this is called the Mark of the Dragon? Maybe. Because <laughs> Tim's creative like that. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you, I'll go, I'll go even further. Uh, not only is his name is Mark, but if you say his name in Japanese, it would be what? Anyone? Dragon. Ma- Maku. Right, that, that's how you would say Mark in Japanese, which is M-A-A-K-U. And if you flip those letters around, you get Akuma, which means Dragon? devil or demon. Oh, well, damn. Oh. So he would be demon Mr. Satan and his daughter Videl, or if you flip those letters around, devil. And uh, his his roommate, Majin Bu, Majin also meaning Jin or demon or or devil, so interesting. Dragon Ball okay. kind of themed, you know, they themed the names, and that's Mr. Satan's family is theme of the uh, themed of demon names. Huh. So. Did not know that before today. Interesting. All right, look at that. All right, number two. What is Mr. Satan's favorite food? A sushi, B mac and cheese, or C steak. 
Man, I have no idea. Uh, and just knowing Mr. Satan out of those, I would have to say steak. That is correct. <laughs> right? There you I go. Mean, I don't think those others would be his favorite. I mean, he's a he's a meat and potatoes kind of guy. <laughs> I can really see him as a the sushi lover. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, the mac and cheese would just be funny. Right, but... or just Mr. Satan saying mac and cheese. He'd be like, "Hey, give me that mac and cheese." Hey, <laughs> 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 you, you give me a little second helping to that mac and cheese. Nice. <laughs> Now I kind of so, want him to have mac and cheese, right? Mac and cheese. It's what <laughs> it's what builds muscle. <laughs> I was, if, if he's going to do an ad campaign, I don't know. I mean, Kraft, you tell me. Yeah, you Kraft, if you're listening, right. uh, <laughs> mac and to make that right. Kraft mac and cheese. There you Pour go. milk in it, and it makes your bones strong. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fantastic (laughs) you're gonna say mac and cheese like that from now on now i I am totally i I think tim is too oh good my daughter's a mac and cheese addict every time she makes it i'll be that's i'll be yelling it across the room (laughs) put that milk in to make your bones strong more milk (laughs) (laughs) that mac and cheese doesn't have enough milk Oh. It's gonna be like three weeks from now. You're gonna be walking oh. through the grocery store. You're just gonna see a box of mac and cheese and start laughing. You're gonna pick it up and hold it in the middle of the grocery store and say mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! It's what's for dinner. Always. Question right. <laughs> <is> three. <laughs> Mark has won the World Martial Arts Championships how many times? Four. 11 or 8. Four eleven seems a little excessive, but until these fighter guys came along, that could be very possible. He just he does have an entire city named after him. My let's let's go eleven. He I'm gonna go all in. He's big time champion here. It was eight. Oh well, close, close, close. All right. Well, two and one going in for the final question. This either right, gets you a right. book or gets you a meme. Okay. Oh, all right. I really right. want that custodian book. <laughs> When not winning martial arts championships, Mark enjoys what sport? Tennis, golf, or basketball? I'm, I mean, I'm truly guessing because I can't remember any moment where that was even discussed. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is manga knowledge and not the anime knowledge, and uh, uh, perhaps that's the situation. But uh, what was my last option there? Basketball. Basketball. Let's say basketball. He is apparently a golfer. Oh, no way. Really? <laughs> apparently. I feel shame right now. That's terrible. A well, golfer. your I mean, shame I'm, I'm trying to think will... that. Was there a moment where I was in a golf cart? Or I don't know. Your shame will now live forever in a meme. Well, I'm fine with that, too. Hopefully, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be the most popular and bestest meme y'all ever had. We've also had a Dan, Pav- Dan Poffenmeyer as a mm-hmm. meme, too, so... Yeah, and um, well, what about what about Wesley Crusher? Was Will Smith? Was Will Wheaton? Uh, I mean, did he get his question? No, right? he no he, he he destroyed our our quiz. He made Tim's quiz look like a joke. He buried it, dug it back up, trampled the bones, put it back <laughs> in the ground. You know, I have, I have a fun little Will Wheaton story. Well, we like Will Wheaton stories. Nothing bad or anything. It was a good story. 
I was at a convention. I think it was the GalaxyCon conventions. Um, I don't remember where we were. It might have been North Carolina. Could have been also Louisville, Kentucky. I don't really remember. But I'm wearing a Torg shirt uh, that day from the Border Borderlands game, Gearbox game, right. Borderlands. And Will Wheaton is there as a guest, and we're in the guest area, you know, grabbing a little bite to eat, having a drink, that kind of thing. And I see Will Wheaton look over at me, and I, he's looking at my shirt. He begins walking over. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Will Wheaton's walking over towards me. That's cool. He introduces himself. I'm like, cool. I'm Chris Springer. He's, he asked me about the shirt, and I tell him I'm I'm this character. You know, I'm, I'm the voice of this guy, and I play some other characters. And he tells me about how uh, there was some interest for him to be in that game, but ultimately because the game wasn't a union game, uh, they couldn't work it out, and so it didn't work out. And so we started just talking about video games in general. We're having a really great little back and forth, just kind of nerding out and talking about some video games. He was talking about some people he likes to play with. And I'm thinking to myself, is Will Smith going to ask me to come play video games with him? I mean, Will Wheaton kind of asked me to come play video games with him because that'd be dope. I'd right. be totally down with that. And then uh, my friend, Cynthia Kranz, who's also a voice actress, she is the voice of Chi-Chi in Dragon Ball Z, who is Goku's wife. Okay. Right. From the other end of the table, like me and Will Wheaton were on one end of the table, and on the other end of the table, Cynthia comes in to sit down. And she's like, Oh my God, I loved you and stand by me. <laughs> and I just, and I, I mean, I'm looking at Will and I could see him shut down. Just like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, thanks. Oh, and Big Bang Theory. God, it just must have been such a pleasure to be on that show. I'm thinking, is that kind of an insult? <laughs> you know? And I just see Will Wheaton shutting down even more and just sort of like, hey, man, I'm going to talk to you. And he walked on. I looked at, I'm like, Chicha, I looked at Cynthia. I'm like, you totally, uh, well, for lack of a better term, you totally blocked me with Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> we were becoming, we were becoming quick friends. And you, you ruined it. Me. You game right? blocked me. How dare you? Game, you game blocked me. Yes. And I was like, we were having a great nerdy moment together and you ruined it. <laughs> and so that's, anyway, that's, funny. My, that's my will wheaton story that is a fantastic will wheaton story <laughs> oh my god i like it approved well chris thank you so much for being on our show today where can our listeners go to find out more about you and about your work well um you can follow me on the twitters i'm at rager coaster like roller coaster but rager because i'm clever like that Ooh. and uh you can follow me on facebook as well my Facebook page has very much turned into a fan page, so I use it as such, and uh, uh, sometimes I still get to speak to actual friends of mine on Facebook, but typically not. Uh, so just Chris Rager, or Chris Rager Voice Actor, I have both uh, both of those on Facebook, and uh, yeah, I teach, uh, like I said, I teach workshops uh, online uh, about voice acting and anime and video games. I, I just finished one up and I'm about to announce another one here in a couple of weeks. Uh, and those are, if you are interested in voice acting and uh, not just working with me, but potentially uh, other great voice actors, I bring in people like Tia Ballard, Monica Rial. I've had J. Michael Tatum. I've had, heck, I've had Chris Sabat and Sean Schimmel, Goku and Vegeta themselves in the past. But, you know, I've had quite a few voice actors over time. And so, Come, uh, if you're interested in taking that a class like that, that uh, me and my other professional uh, teammates will uh, uh, take you through uh, a really uh, wonderful workshop 
about voice acting in those genres. And uh, that's where I make those announcements or talk about those classes. So if you want to have any idea, we'll literally put you through the processes that we go through. You'll actually be in what is a virtual booth online, of course, but uh, actually get to work with the directors and different characters in anime and video games. And it's a lot of fun. We have a good time. Awesome. We will definitely link all of those in the video description so that our viewers and our listeners can find you. Please do. Please do. It'd be fantastic. All right. I want to remind everybody that subscribing is the single most important thing that you can do to help us get more amazing guests like Chris Rager here today to have these great conversations with and to learn all about the importance of uh, calcium with your mac and cheese. That's right. Like, now, if you don't scrap, you hate mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so please subscribe it's going to help us more than you ever know and go check out uh chris on all his socials give him some follows there and check out his work of course over on dragon ball z and many more many many more to, uh topics over there if you aren't happy with the content of our show today please feel free to lodge a complaint with the head of our complaint department you can call him mark you can call him hercule or you call him mr satan if you're into into the coolness of martial arts but in between his martial arts championships and those bowls of delicious mac and cheese he will take the time to lay down the judo chop on anyone that's on his naughty list based on today's proceedings kathleen's probably in the line of fire so she doesn't end up here all that often just be kind in your reportings <laughs> thanks again chris thank hey. you chris it's been a lot of fun pleasure guys thank you kathleen nick and tim we appreciate you and uh, thanks for having me thank you awesome all right, guys, that's going to conclude us for FSF Popcast. Until next time, goodbye. See ya. Mac and cheese. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF Popcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF Popcast or go to www.fsfpopcast.com and click on the contact me link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode. You like calcium? Mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs>